You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. Quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me. Tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Happy Monday. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully you're getting ready for the holiday weekend. Next week, I have some very special announcements that I'm going to be making. So you better get ready for it. Okay. Well, like I said, hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully your week thus far is off to a great start. Um, lots of drama going on in the world right now with the, the, the peoples and the celebrities and the things and the yeah. Ramona is quitting. Jen Shaw is fighting. She was caught out fighting by TMZ. They got a video of her and she was ready to throw down. I guess she was getting her, her prison gloves ready. Lindsay Lohan is back in full action. We have Joe Gorga. He's clapping back at Jennifer Aiden. Bethany Frankel's clapping back at Luann and Carol. I mean, it is quite, quite the weekend we had. Quite the weekend we had. Well, I think we should dive into it but very quickly. If you haven't done so yet, hopefully you've gotten your book, Matthew Perry's book, Friends, lovers, and the te- the big terrible thing. It is part of our book club. We break it down every Tuesday. We'll be getting down into week two with chapters three and four plus the interludes. It's a really good book. So hopefully if you guys are interested in book club, you decide to purchase the book and read along. Or if not, you always got me to recap it for you every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern Get ready. We will be live again on Tuesday. We'll go live again on Thursday. And this Wednesday, I've got Farah from Bind Beverly Hills, Kyle's daughter, Farah, Mauricio's stepdaughter, second in command at the agency, Alexia's older sister, Farah, is in the no filter. I was going to say studio, but we taped it via Zoom, so it's not studio. Anyway, Fair is on the show. I asked some of the questions that you guys submitted on in the private Facebook group, so you have that to look forward to. All right, should we start with Jen Shaw, and then we'll get into Bethany and New Jersey and New York and all that stuff. So the Jen Shaw of it all, there's a Jen Shaw showdown. In new footage released by TMZ, Jen Shaw is seen in a Salt Lake City screaming match. She's in a group. There's about four people with her. She's seen yelling at some man. They're like yelling back and forth at each other. They're talking about some person named Manny or Danny. It sounds like he's, they're saying Danny, and then it changes to Manny. So I don't know. Maybe it's like Manny from Modern Family and he's all grown up. Maybe it's the Manny. Like, what was it? Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Who knows who this is? Maybe it's Danny Phantom. Maybe it's Danny Pellegrino. Maybe Danny Pellegrino's caught up in all of this. Who knows what Danny or Manny Jen Shaw is yelling about. But she was in downtown and you just hear a lot of F that. Go F yourself. Why are you mad at me? They said that. They did that. F you, stop getting in the middle of shit. I agree with you. 
So based off of some of the, the things that we're hearing, it kind of sounds like we're talking about somebody's husband, maybe someone named Manny or something that he did or didn't say. I don't know if Manny said this or somebody else said this. What did Manny say? Did he say eat a piece of bread? Did he say that Jen Shaw wasn't innocent? Was Manny too set up by Stuart Smith? At this point, the details are unclear. But this was cell phone footage that somebody taped while they were in their car and they were watching Jen Shaw throw down. This happened back on November 5th, just before 10 p.m. So, I mean, that's not like a, a 1 a.m., 2 a.m. kind of fight. That's like a 10 p.m. Like maybe we had dinner and had like a couple extra glasses of wine. Who knows? But the fact that Jen Shaw is literally screaming in the middle of downtown Salt Lake City is is kind of wild to me. I just feel like she's... She's not really thinking these things through anymore. But listen, whatever. Clink, clink. When we had on, who's it? Justin uh, Pepperini, the white collar guy. Um, what was it? White collar crime, I think is what his YouTube channel is called. And he breaks down all of like the different types of white collar crime, how to get a lower, a lesser sentence. I had him on the podcast talking about the Jen Shaw stuff when she originally pled guilty. And he was saying that like the best way for her to avoid more prison time is by being a good role model, a good citizen. Even if the footage of Salt Lake City was going to be sort of damaging, that's okay because at least she can say, oh, well, that's old. That was taped prior to me confessing. That was taped prior to me changing my plea to guilty. But it doesn't seem like she's doing herself any favor. She was out partying at BravoCon. She crashed the after party. And I did hear that Andy Cohen, even though he was seen in a photo with Jen Shaw, he did not want Jen Shaw at that party. And he didn't even realize she was in the photo when the photo was being taken. Apparently she jumped in the photo at the last minute and he was just like very bothered by the fact that Jen Shaw was there. So, I mean, listen, Jen Shaw is trying to stay relevant, but like these things are not going to help. When they pull in this footage, I'm, you know, the prosecutors are going to be like, yeah, this is, this is the woman who seems to have some sort of, you know, she feels badly for the elderly people that she took advantage of. We see her on Salt Lake City saying that Stuart Smith made her do all of, or she was a victim of Stuart Smith and that he conned her essentially. And we see her fighting in the streets. We see her partying it up at BravoCon without her family. We see her fighting with people on social media. We see her trying to accuse Lisa Barlow of being racist. So it's not helping her case. If any, like if anything, she should be saving up her tokens, trying to save up her money. The fact that she was at BravoCon telling Tamara Judge that she was not going to be going to prison and she was not going to be arrested. And it just looks bad all around. She has no remorse. She has n not acknowledged her victims. She has not released a statement acknowledging her victims. She hasn't seemed to have turned over, or I guess her possessions were seized, but it doesn't seem like she's voluntarily done anything to help pay back some of that restitution. Restitution, whore! So, we'll see what happens with Jen Shaw. Okay, let's talk about Legacy, Real Housewives of New York Legacy. Ramona is officially out along with Bethany. So Ramona Singer confirms that she is done with Real Housewives of New York and will not be part of Legacy. She told Page Six exclusively that she no longer wants to do the show and that it's no longer for her. Sources close to Bravo say that she wasn't going to be getting a contract either way. Apparently, her interview, the one that she did on Carlos King's podcast, where she called <laughs> she called the show The Loser Legacy, she's like, I don't understand what the show's going to be. They're all a bunch of people that weren't going to get their contracts renewed anyway, so what's the point in bringing them back? 
what is this, the loser show, the loser legacy? Apparently, that comment and that interview was the final nail in the coffin for Miss Ramona Singer. So, on the rumored shortlist currently, though, are Sonia, Dorinda, Luann, Jill, and Kelly Ben Simone. At this point, if that's the cast, I don't see Legacy being any good. Throw it in the garbage with the sprinkle cookies and with Garcelle's book. Like, at this point, throw it in the trash. I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to hear about it. Trash. If there's no Ramona and there's no Bethany, then is it even worth it? Ramona was polarizing. She was like the the lightning rod on the show. She was always a figure to talk about. And she was the longest standing OG. I don't know how you have a show called Legacy without the one legacy housewife that has been there since the beginning, full time since season one. Sonia didn't come in until what, season two, season three? I think Sonia came in in season three. She may have made a couple of cameos in season two, but she wasn't a full-time housewife until I want to say season three. And then Dorinda, also not a housewife until what, season seven, I believe? Six or seven? Those season Bethany came back. She, yeah, Dorinda wasn't a, I mean, I know she was in the mix, but like at least, you know, she has the history. Jill was fired after season four. Luann was demoted, what was it, season three, season four? One of those seasons, Luann didn't have her apple. She didn't have her full-time spot. She was demoted and then got brought back into the mix. But Ramona, aside from Luann, Ramona is the only OG that has been on every single season of New York and the only cast member that's been on every single season as a full-time cast member. Bethany was the biggest star to come out of Real Housewives of New York, and she's not on it. So I'm just like, how do we have legacy without Bethany or Ramona? We need Bethany and Ramona, and then we have a good legacy cast. Luann's sober now, so I feel like she's just a lot more conservative. She's a lot more buttoned up. She doesn't let loose. We're going to get more like classic Luann, where, you know, she's like, darling, oh, darling, we can't do that. Ramona, mind your manners, darling. So, I mean, I don't care to see that Luann back. I just, she's not as interesting as she was when she was going through her struggle, and now she's like on the other side of her struggle. And so, like, she's made it out on the other side. And I think she's great. But I also think she has too much to lose at this point that she's not going to give us very much. Sonia and Dorinda. I mean, I feel like with them, things can very quickly go off the rails. I think with a show like this, with a cast like this, you need somebody that can kind of be the compass, that can kind of help carry the cast through, help make sure there's a storyline that we're pushing through. I think Sonia and Dorinda are just a little too chaotic for that. I think we tried to... We saw if Dorinda could have held that role in Ultimate Girls Trip, and she just can't. So to me, it's like, oh, I don't know if they can, I don't know, it might be a little messy. And it might just be, you know, there's not even an anchor for the show right now. And Kelly Ben Simone, like Bethany said it right. That's so 2000 and who cares? Kelly was not interesting. She's only interesting when she's opposite Bethany Frankel because their beef together was interesting to watch. Other than that, I don't think Kelly Bensimone brings that much. I don't think anybody's interested in Kelly Bensimone's life. Like, what did she really bring to the table that anybody really enjoyed? And yes, of course, one bitch in the comments can be like, I liked Kelly Bensimone. I think she's better than mean girl Bethany or racist Ramona. It's like, okay, Barbara, thank you for weighing in the comments. We appreciate you. Love it. So... I think the majority of people can't be bothered by Kelly Bensimone. She just didn't have a strong enough presence on the show without Bethany. So I don't think she's legacy. And then Jill bombed on Ultimate Girls Trip. I thought Jill was going to bring a lot more. 
So Legacy would only have been great had it had Bethany, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Jill, Dorinda. They all have history. They all know each other. Dorinda would have been the perfect like substitute for Alex McCord since we know Alex isn't going to come back. And I also don't think anybody's interested in Alex anymore. She's been so far off the grid that I don't think anybody cares to see Alex back in the mix because like what would we even like there's no real relationship with Alex anymore that other than like a cute reminiscing back in the day sort of moment. We don't have much to, to do with to have with Alex. But Bethany, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Jill, Dorinda. That is a legacy cast. That is true New York legacy. Send them off on a cast trip similar to Ultimate Girls Trip. Let them hash out some of their old grudges. Let them reminisce on old times. Looking back at their time on the show. Tying up some loose ends. And just kind of tie everything up into a nice little bow. And then wrap up New York all together. Send them off. Do them justice. I feel like the ladies... This cast, these ladies, they would have come together and they would have made it nice. They all know how to do their job. They know when it's time to clock in, they clock in. But like a good staff, I feel like you need to have all of the roles filled. And as of right now, we don't have all of the roles filled. And Callie Bensimon is just like that unpaid intern that nobody really wanted to hire. But we're doing it as courtesy to the manager who always overplays her hand. And I'm just like, and everyone's just like, great. Who invited her to the party? Well, girl, can you get us some coffee? We'll see. At this point, I have zero interest in legacy. It sounds like trash to me. Throw it in the garbage. Lindsay Lohan is back, baby. Ba-boom, boom, psh. Ba-bang, bang. So Falling for Christmas, her new Netflix film. I watched it over the weekend. It's great. It's heartwarming. It's cute. It's cheesy. Yes, it is cheesy. But it's a Netflix Christmas movie. Like, it's supposed to be cheesy. Like, what else would you expect from a cute, like, Hallmarky type of film like that? You know? But I have to say, Lindsay's acting in it was actually pretty good. I remembered when she did Liz and Dick on Lifetime. Not the best. Liz and Dick was the um, Elizabeth Taylor biopic. And it was a bit rough. Okay, I know it was Lifetime. And Lifetime movies generally suck. And the acting is really bad. But Lindsay Lohan, I was like, but she's like a real actress. Like, she could actually do this. She couldn't do it. And I, she tried. But in this one, she actually nails it. She's great in... What is it? Counting down. Uh, Falling for Christmas. Sorry. Falling for Christmas is the name of the movie. It's on Netflix. It's really cute. I feel like in this one, she performed really well. It's about a rich hotel heiress that's dating this douche of an influencer who's probably gay. She gets into an accident while shooting ski photos because he's like, we need to go do a ski photo shoot because we need to ski. And she's like, well, I don't ski. And he's like, well, that's okay. It's just for the Instagram. So they're going and they're taking photos up in the snow, up in the, in the mountains. And then she, the wind blows her off a cliff and then she ends up falling down into the mountains and she ends up losing her memory. She has amnesia, but not pretend amnesia, real amnesia. And then she gets found by a local hunk who happens to have a bed and breakfast. So he takes her in as she tries to figure out who she is and remember who, where she came from. Again, super cheesy, but also super cute, okay? And then, you know, the dad, of course, he's a widower. He's struggling to keep his business afloat. He's raising a young daughter who lost her mother. Like, it's tale as old as time, right? But it's cute. Like, make some hot cocoa, spike it, watch this one, have some popcorn ready on deck. It's cute. You're going to enjoy it. If you need that sappy, cute, you know, Christmas movie. One thing that was really good, too, that I also watched over the weekend was From Scratch. That's what the show is called. It's, it's a limited series. It's called From Scratch on Netflix. And it's with Zoe Saldana. 
And that one's really good. It's I I was going into it thinking it was going to be like super cheesy, but it surprised me in like the best way. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I just want to say like I had very low expectations. And then the person that recommended it, I was like, "Mm, but you like like cheesy Hallmark movies. But you know what? I'm going to give it a try because I had recommended it. It was recommended from one person. And then another person was like, okay, we saw it and it's actually good. And they're like, weren't you the one that recommended it? And I was like, no, it looked cheesy to me. I didn't recommend it. And they were like, well, you should watch it. And so I finally watched it. And so, like I said, expectations were low. I thought it was going to be like a lame rom-com, but it actually like made me cry. And it was like really good. And, and like more than like the Lindsay Lohan heartwarming sort of vibe it's about this young woman who's played by Zoe and she goes to Italy for a few weeks because she's trying to find herself. And then she ends up finding this hot Italian hunk and he's a chef and her family's from Texas and they love like barbecue and ribs and meat. Yeah. Give me the meat. And he's like this, you know, this chef from Sicily from this little tiny town. And apparently a lot of Italians don't like Sicilians. And so he loves cooking with like fresh ingredients and he likes to make like fresh pasta and authentic Italian cuisine. And he's like, mm, soy magnifique. I don't know if that's Spanish or Italian, and I'm probably offending somebody in saying that, and I apologize. But it's a great, it's a great series to watch. You watch their entire like story unfold. It's really good. It's a total tearjerker, um, and you're gonna love it. I'm telling you that right now. You're gonna love it. Like it's not like high drama. I mean, I guess there's some drama to it, but it's like it's a really, it's it's really good. Okay. Um, so yes, add. From scratch on Netflix to your watch list and definitely add Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie to your watch list as well. Falling for Christmas. So those were those are the two things you're gonna watch, okay, outside of Housewives. Those are some scripted dramas that you're gonna enjoy. Let's talk about real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. Joe Gorga was on the Chicks in the Office podcast. I think that's a barstool podcast, right? They're replacing Alex Cooper. Alex Cooper! Lori Cooper. So Joe Gorga is clarifying that the story that we all heard about Jennifer Aiden's or that we heard from Jennifer Aiden's assistant about Jennifer throwing the drink at Joe and Melissa about their beef at BravoCon. Joe said that that's all fake, that that story is not real. He claims that he never called her a dirty bitch and that she's the one that was screaming at them and she was drunk out of her mind and she was just a hot slob kebab of a mess. He said that she's the one that throws things and breaks glasses and throws knives on the show. So he's like, hello, how do you think she is in real life without any editing to it? This is who she is. She's crazy like that. He basically claims that she's the one that started all the drama and is putting all the blame on Jennifer. It wasn't me. I think it takes two to tango. I think they both got caught up in the moment. I'm pretty sure they both. I mean, we saw the clips. We saw the video clips. They were both exchanging, you know, words towards each other. She threw the drink. It was a plastic cup. She claims it was water. I mean, and listen, I'm pretty sure she was drinking water. If you were, you were bombed at the bar, yeah, you're going to start to drink some water before you go to bed. It's a very wise decision to make. So props to her for drinking some water. But yeah, I don't... Th- Joe seemed to make it sound like this was all Jennifer and she instigated all of this and she did all of this. And then Jennifer hasn't really talked about it, but her assistant made it look like, no, Joe and Melissa are the ones that started it and they were, they were the ones that instigated everything. And Jennifer was just minding her business and she didn't want any drama. She didn't want any trouble. She was a good girl. Whatever. So it's basically a he said, she said. And nobody cares what either of them said. 
Then we have Bethany, and Bethany is clapping back at Luann, the Countess, and Carol Radzi. So Lou and Carol, as we remember, shaded Bethany's decision to launch launch Rewives, which is a Housewives rewatch podcast where she essentially picks an episode of Real Housewives and makes a celebrity watch it, and then they discuss it together. So in her first episode, Bethany ended up revealing that Sonia was about to get fired until Bethany stirred up some drama between Sonia and Tinsley, which got Sonia all fired up and ultimately helped her stay on the show and not get fired. She also shaded Luann and Carol for their criticism of her podcast and because they said that, oh, well, you know, housewives and trashing women are the only things that Bethany's ever really good at. So, of course, that's why she would come back to this because all her other pivots have failed. And so Bethany was like, you're just jealous because I'm successful. When you become successful at something, call me. She's like, my podcast is thriving. And I guess it's easy to hate when I'm at the top. It's like, OK, girl. So listen, good for you, Bethany. I'm sure it all seems very successful. I love Bethany. I loved Bethany. I feel like I'm still trying to love Bethany. She doesn't make it easy anymore, though. And this podcast, just it ain't it, girl. It's not original. It's not exciting. It's not something that I'm like, oh, my God, I need to watch this because it's going to be so good. So juicy. <sighs> well, guys, that's that's the most that I've got for you. On this week, based off of the news that we got, all the the tea, I don't really have much much more to give you. W- oh, actually, actually, I went to a Casa del Sol tequila party on Friday night, right? Evan Rio from Page Six, that's my boy, love me some Evan. He invited me to this, they were launching their new Añejo, and it was on 11-11, November 11th. So it was like Friday night, 11-11. And at first I was like, okay, this party starts at nine o'clock and I don't have a date. So I, one, I was like, okay, if I'm going to go, I told Evan, I was like, I'm third wheeling and I'm going to be crashing with you and your fiance and you're just going to have to put up with me in the, the entire night because I don't have anybody to go with. And it's really late and it's really short notice that I don't think I can really find anybody to take. And you know what? I'll just hang out with you. Um, and so Evan's like, yeah, please, please third wheel. That'd be fun. And I was like, okay, good. Because I hate going to these social events because I just, you know, it's a vibe. But anyway, so I decided to go and they said that there was going to be a special guest. And I wasn't sure who the special guest was going to be, but we were trying to guess and we were trying to be like, oh, is it going to be Paris Hilton? Is it going to be Kathy Hilton? Is Kathy going to be there? Do I get to meet Kathy? I'm sure she would love to meet this FAG. And so we went to the party. It was great. I tried the tequila. And you guys, I actually think I like the Casa de Sol, Casa de Sol better than the 818 tequila. Like, I actually think I enjoy it a little bit better. I tried the Reposado, and I tried the Blanco. I don't think I tried the Añejo. Maybe I did. I don't think I did. I don't think they were, like, actually serving it, aside from mixing it in a cocktail, because they had a special cocktail menu with all their tequilas. And definitely had the Blanco. Definitely had the Reposado. Don't think I had any of the Añejo which I'm kind of bummed about because I feel like I should have tried that. Unless, because they were also passing out shots and champagne glasses. So there is a really good chance that the Añejo was in the champagne glasses. But I made the mistake of not eating that day, okay? Because I was like, I want to look cute. I want to look like, you know, 
I don't want to look, I don't want to be bloated. So I think I had like a little bit of popcorn for lunch. And then prior to that, what did I, I had like eggs for breakfast or something. Um, but I didn't really eat. Okay. And I also didn't think like, normally like I can handle my vodka, right? Tequila is a different beast though. And I normally don't drink tequila. Like I like tequila because it has like flavor and personality to it. So I don't often drink tequila, but when I do, I like to enjoy it. Right. I definitely enjoyed it that night. I enjoyed a lot of it that night. I took at least three shots of the tequila because they were serving them in like little cute champagne flutes. And so we walked in and we took one and then we got um, a drink. I got, what was it? The Golden Goddess, which had the Reposado in it. So one shot, one cocktail, and then we got a second cocktail shortly after. We chugged those drinks really quickly now that I think about it. And then I spotted another random uh, shot floating around and I took that, not like a random one just sitting on a bar, but there was like a woman with shots walking around. Like she just had the champagne glasses everywhere. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to snag one of those. And then I had at least like two maybe, or I had two tequila sodas. And then I also had like maybe like two or three Palomas. And I'm not typically into Palomas, but they were good. Um... Yeah, I had at least like five cocktails and three shots, if I did that math correctly. But again, the night was a blur. It was all a dream. And then Miguel came out at the end of it, and he was singing his songs. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Miguel. And I didn't remember who Miguel was, but I was like, I know that song. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Miguel. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Miguel. Let me record this and look it up in the mar in the morning because I'm drunk right now. I got real litty city. I got so lit, you guys. I had so much tequila and no food in me. Not that the tequila was bad and caused a hangover because I actually was not really that hungover the next day. But I did get really sick because I had a lot of tequila in my system and I had no real food in my system. And they were passing around little appetizers. I also saw there was a tarot card reader and she was great. And she's like, Zach, you're going to thrive next year. And you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of travel coming in for you. And Pisces season is going to be your season. So come March, that's going to be my vibe. Something big and popping is going to happen in March. And next year is apparently going to be like a really big successful year for me. So good for me. But anyway, I remember being there. And I saw, like, we run into lots of different, like, fun people. Um, and then I left a little early because I always know when I'm getting, like, the, that, that sauce sort of level. I'm like, okay, I always know when it's time to clock out. So I was ready to clock out. And at this point, it had to have been, like, 12, 1230-ish. And so I re- remember getting into my Uber. And then I don't remember anything after that because um, I was very lit. I just remember somehow making it into my apartment building. And then making it to my front door and there was a man with tacos. And I was like, hi, man with tacos. And he's like, I think this is for you. And I was like, that's definitely for me. And then I took the tacos and then I took them inside. And then I put them on my bathroom counter. And then I proceeded to puke my guts up because I was very sick. Uh, Listen, I lived life and I had a great time. But I was like, there was so I was like the exorcist, right? And I was just living life. And so at one point, I guess I was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to sleep here in the bed. I'm not even going to try to make it to the bed. I'm not even going to try to change. And so I like got up and I took the blanket into the bathroom and had it wrapped around me on the floor. And then somehow I left that spot and then ended up butt ass naked in my bed. So I woke up completely butt naked. But one thing I did do, which was smart, is I took my contacts out. 
which is a victory because if you sleep, for anybody that has contacts, you know that when you sleep with your contacts and you wake up with them, they're hard in your eyes and it like hurts. So I'm very glad that I didn't, that I at least took my contacts out. I didn't wash my face, but I did take off all my clothes. I didn't put on my PJs, but I was just full butt ass naked in my bed asleep. And then I woke up. And I saw that I took my blankets into the bathroom. And I was like, oh. And then I saw my clothes all over the bathroom floor. And I was like, okay, all right. That was great. But And also, I knew that I wasn't going to eat the tacos because clearly I had been throwing up. But, like, at least my body knew, like, I needed, like, carbs to soak it up. But my body was, my brain and my body, whatever, heart and soul, decided that it was better to not let the tacos go bad by leaving them on the bathroom counter and I ended up putting them in the fridge. So then I ate them for breakfast the next morning and they were cold and they were awful. But you know what? I didn't let them go to waste. That is called a budget friendly bitch right there. So that was my Friday night. And then Saturday, I was just really tired. I wasn't hungover. I didn't have a headache. Definitely not hungover. Probably because I threw everything up. But yeah, what a night. What a time, what a time, what a time to be alive. Mada, mada, good time. So there you have it, everybody. That was my weekend. Um, Sunday was also pretty chill. So that's how I was able to watch From Scratch and then the Lindsay movie. Actually, I watched the Lindsay movie before going out to the party. But I watched From Scratch over the weekend, and it was, it was very good. And I was very, very happy and pleased with it and with how it ended. Uh, or... Well, I guess no spoilers. But anyway, there you go. Gave you some stuff to watch. Definitely tried the Casa del Sol. I mean, listen, I know I was being real shady with the 818 tequila, but I'm li- it's actually good tequila. I really enjoyed it. I think I may like it better than the 818 tequila. The 818 tequila just felt a little sweet, a little too caramelly. But there you go. That's my honest, true review from this FAG. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow at No Filter with Zach. We go live on YouTube and Instagram every Tuesday night for book club and Thursday night for our tea spilling late night sessions. I guess it's not that late night, but still. It's a fun Thursday, Thursday night. Um, and don't miss Farah from Buying Beverly Hills on the podcast this Wednesday. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.